Welcome to Disney Planning Insights. This is a replay of our DPI News and Notes show that we do every Tuesday over on Facebook. To see my smiling face, find us on Facebook at DPI Podcast or on YouTube at the Disney Planning Insights Podcast. Now enjoy this episode after a short ad from our friends at Anchor. Hi, I'm Matt. Welcome to Disney Planning Insights. Through creative content and live shows, we explain the hidden details of the Disney experience so that our clients can execute memorable adventures. Together with Princesses and the Mouse Disney Travel, we have helped hundreds of clients plan, book, and prepare for magical Disney vacations. Let our experience help you avoid common planning mistakes and maximize the enjoyment on your next Disney trip. Hey, what's going on everybody? It's Matt with the DPI Podcast. Big show tonight. We've got information from Destination D23. I've got Peter with Princesses in the Mouse uh, Disney Travel. He is over on the other screen. We are going to get him on here just in a bit. And like I said in the teaser, I've got a pack of Lorcana cards to open up tonight. Straight from D23. So, um, lots going on. we got a lot of cool stuff from D23. So let me uh, bring on Peter from Princesses and the Mouse Disney Travel. Mr. Salvadori, how you doing? Besides a camera that's trying to have a mind of its own, pretty good. <laughs> that's kind of all over the place. There you go. You look pretty decent I there. I just can't get my, uh, for whatever reason, my mic, my microphone's not recognizing. I'll keep working on that. You just keep talking. No, you're good. You're good. Okay, so um, Destination D23 was over the weekend. That is Disney's big intro promo, all kinds of fun news type thing for their most avid Disney fans. Peter and I had a chance to go down there, spend the weekend. Um, we actually got down there on Wednesday of last week, stayed until yesterday, and really did a whole lot while we were down there. I mean, we, we did a lot of new things. We did a lot of fun things. We did, we did things all over the place. Um, started off Wednesday night. We did the fairways course at Fantasia Gardens. Peter, why don't you tell people how that went? That course is nuts. <laughs> I mean, they were like par fours, par fives. You had, I mean, undulating is the nicest way to say this. I mean, the holes, oh my good golly. And it's all on concrete because it's a mini golf course. I mean, it was nuts. Yeah, Matt by one stroke beat the uh although the record of the day i think they just make that up they they, they might but it was relative it was good, later good in the day and i beat it yeah it's a good score so no it was a lot of fun um definitely need to invest some time if you're going to do that course uh it took us now we were drinking, it was extremely hot and we were taping, it took us about two and a half hours, but I would still say it's going to take you around two hours to get through that course. 
Um, it is legit. It is it legit. was nuts. The craziest <laughs> mini golf course I've ever played in my life. And then um, Thursday, we did day one of food and wine. So food and wine this year, we attacked and we um, participated in 48 different items, I think, this year. Yeah, roughly. Um, what was your what was your favorite food item and your favorite drink item from this year's food and wine? My favorite aspect of food and wine was when your wife said we got forty something items and you were thirty nine of them. <laughs> uh, now let's see. So first of all, I'm actually going to start with a letdown because this is important to mention in my mind. Yes. Um, so over there at Brewing Lab, there's been a lot of hype about the buffalo chicken tenders. And when you walk up on the, the board, the display, I mean, it looks like real good pieces of chicken. Uh, looks like a really like the, the buffalo looks like almost like a, a hot barbecue type of look. And then it's teased with blue cheese crumbles and ranch dressing. And what i got was not that cheap pro yeah cheap <laughs> processed chicken patty type meat drenched in franks with a splash of ranch a drizzle of ranch across it and a couple of blue cheese crumbles um it was a pretty high like it was it's been pretty hyped about yeah it has so I don't know if we just got down there and maybe they had a supply issue or something, but it was not what I thought it was going to be, and it was not very good. Um, so on to the good. Best food item. My goodness. Oh, my goodness. Best food. Wow. This is a toughie. Holy cow. I ate so many, you see. Um, best food item. I really enjoyed, so I'm going to go, I might cheat a little. Um, I really enjoyed the chicken teriyaki bao bun over in Japan. And I also really enjoyed the shrimp. It was a uh, a Thai shrimp at Noodle Exchange. Um, both of them were fantastic dishes. Uh, there were plenty of other really, really great dishes that I enjoyed as well. Um, plenty of fantastic desserts. But in terms of food items, I think those two stand out to me the most. That Thai shrimp was just full of flavor, uh, so delicious. And then that bao bun was portable. It it was flavorful. Um, all good stuff. And then number one drink, by far, hands down, got to be the pear Hefeweizen. Got to be the pear Hefeweizen. Uh, great drinks. Lots of really, really great, you know, Disney does a fantastic job bringing in all sorts of different brews from around the nation. Uh, many local, but that prickly pear Hefeweizen by Shopper Heifer, the same one that does the grapefruit 
over there in the German pavilion was outstanding. Like, fantastic. Um, what about you, Matt? What were your yeah, favorite things? Yeah, so I'll, you, I'll uh, do the same thing that you did. I'm going to start with a letdown because Shan, Shan talked about this multiple times. The Sangria flight in Spain. Oh, yeah, that was She bad. was super excited about that. A lot of people had really hyped that up as well. None of them were good. They were just... All, all three of them were mediocre to bad. Um, when it came yes, to... It's a, just basically icy wine. Yeah. Uh, it, that's what Shannon said. It just it tasted like watered-down wine. Um, so that was, that was the letdown on our side. When it came to food items, I really enjoyed the three-cheese um, bread thing that I got in France. That was really, really good. Um, it just had a unique texture to it. It was it was crunchy and crispy on the outside, and you had the kind of the burnt layer of cheese on the outside. And then when you got to the inside of that bread dish, it was just it was gooey and cheesy, and it was really, really good. Um, so that was that was my favorite of the food items with the pickle fries coming in a very close second. I, I love me some pickle fries, and the ones there were really, really, uh, really good. Um, drink for me, I could go with that prickly pear as well. I will go somewhere else, and I'm going to go with the... Let's go with the Sangria, the sangria Flight um, app there at, what is that, Shimmering Sips. Uh, that was oh, really good. Not, not um, it was... Oh, my gosh. Um... It wasn't mimosa the flight. flight. The mimosa flight, yes. Mimosa flight mimosa. At, at Shimmering Steps. Yeah, in my mind, I was I was saying a different M word. I'm like, that's not it, you idiot. <laughs> no, yeah, moist is not the word, Peter. Shimmering Steps was, shimmering steps was very, very, yeah. very good. Yeah, um, so I'll go with that. All three of the mimosas there, very good. The berry one was my favorite. That happened to be your wife's least favorite. Um but that was my favorite. It was like a dark berry mimosa. It was it was really really good. But all in all, like I said, lots of food and drink around um, food and wine. We went all the way around the world, plus everything that was everywhere else. What did I get from flavors from fire that I oh the, the brisket corn beef or the corn beef? Yeah, I called it brisket that day too. Yeah, um, I I got that last year and it's back again this year. And it wasn't my favorite new thing, but that dish, you've got like homemade kettle chips, a delicious, like a sizable portion of corned beef, and then a fantastic creamy cheese sauce over the top of it. Oh my gosh, that thing, <laughs> you know, again, that wasn't my favorite new dish, but that dish, if you're down there, you pop over to Flavors from Fight near uh in the pathway between test track and creations yeah and then uh thursday night we we stumbled into our first kind of surprise as we went over to magic kingdom and we ended up with a tron virtual queue after 6 30. that was wild yeah we we got we were up and out during 7 a.m so we neglected to get the guardians virtual queue i grabbed it right at one o'clock it got called at what 4 30. Yeah. So we went there right away, knowing that we needed to get over to Magic Kingdom. We get, we're on our way to Magic Kingdom, and I'm thinking about buying a Tron Lightning Lane, and 
we Matt and I kind of both realized, wait a minute, the virtual queue button is still up and it doesn't say virtual queue done for the day. Yeah. So the second we walk into Magic Kingdom, I pull that up and sure enough, it lets me book a, a virtual queue for for the four of us. That was pretty wild. Yeah, I, it was a it was a really really cool surprise. Rode Guardians for the first time on this trip. Rode Tron for the first time on this trip. Both really really cool rides in their own merit. But Guardians is just such a unique ride. God, it's such a unique ride. Um, far and away, my favorite um, on property right now. It it was absolutely fantastic. So, moving to Friday. Friday, we're at Hollywood Studios all day, except for a little jaunt over to Contemporary to start our... Why did I just lose me? Um, I don't know, to, but I lost you too. <laughs> to start our, um, our D23 excursion. And as part of that, we went and did our gift pickup. So, Peter, why don't you talk a little bit about the... Uh, the gift, the gift bag that we got, and I've got well, it here. Well, figure out your video to show. Oh, it. he figured out his video. <coughs> oh my God, he's been a. Oh, Thanos snapped him. Oh yeah, I've been abducted. No, here I am. Gift bigger. Um, so the All process, right. or just like what it was. So what? So basically, what it was, because the process, yeah. pretty boring. But oh, this is, is. kind of how it starts out. Yeah, so you go in and you pick, there were five different colors of lug backpacks that you can kind of see on Matt's screen there. Um, navy blue and light blue were unfortunately all gone by the time we got there because uh, packet, like the gift pickup and the registration and all that opened at I think 8 a.m. And we were rolling in at what, 1.30ish, about there. Yeah. Um, tons, but then you open this thing up and there's just tons of stuff in there there's this really cool uh print with four different mickey animated cells uh there's a couple of games there's uh topple 10 in there there oh see there's that yeah look at that that's really neat um we got one of those so that'll get framed and put up in here somewhere and i'm sure it'll happen in mats as well um let's see what else is in that thing so some um, some coupons, some little things to like turn in at different vendors. You could get a an exclusive Orange Bird pin, although it wasn't very exclusive. I think I've seen that one in shops. I think it was just overstock Orange Bird pins. Yeah, um, yeah future discounts for lug. Uh, man, there was. I'm missing a ton of stuff because yeah, that the, thing was the like Sensi cool Buddy clip. Yeah, and then. Oh, the, what, the what Peter Marvel. was the most excited about? Oh yeah, Lord, there's a Lorcana deck, or a Lorcana booster pack in each of them, which I was excited about. But I will also admit that I'm let down if since we're moving into Lorcana because last year every D23 convention person got promo exclusive D23 cards, and this year with the product being out. They just threw us a booster pack, which felt a little cheap to me, um, if I'm being honest. So I was really, really hoping for 
uh, again, similar in line with last year, some type of a an exclusive card. You know, Gen Con got an exclusive Disney Lorcana card, but D23 didn't. That that just seems like a bit of a slap, considering my ticket for D23 was about twice the price of my four-day all-access badge <laughs> to Gen Con. So, all right. all right. For my booster pack, Lorcana booster pack, I got um, Tinkerbell. Yeah, it's really about the symbols in the bottom of the card. That's a little circle, right? Little circle. Bottom middle. Yep, bottom that's middles. a comic card. Okay, keep Peter going. Pan. That's another circle. Mickey Mouse. Which version? There's like seven uh, Detective Mickey Mouse. Okay, that's another common. And uh, the Peter Pan was never landing. Got Peter Pan Fearless Fighter. Nice. A, a Smee Loyal First Mate. Uh, good old Smee. A Goons. Yep. You're still on circles. Let me know when you see triangles or diamonds and stuff. So here's what looks like a book that's Smash. Dragon's Fire. That thing is a beast. Oh my gosh, that thing wipes out any one of your characters. <laughs> uh, Sven. Then a Maui with a triangle. Yeah. Maui, yeah. The a, demigod one. A bell with the diamond. And then nice. my foil card is a sudden chill common. There you go. That bell is, uh, I think I have a couple of those. That's, uh, that's your best card that you got. That one's a, uh, pretty good one. That's one tier away from kind of the highest one. Okay. So, so nice. Yeah, so that's the way those boosters work. You get 12 cards. One will be foil. Two will be above rare. Um, and then the rest of them will just be be uh, common. Yeah, so we got that. We got a we got to do our shopping. Um, the shopping experience was broken up into three different locations. You had the <laughs> the studio store. You had Glendale Marketplace, and then you had uh, our Mickey's of Glendale, and then you had the ink and paint marketplace which was kind of the store that had all of the promo vendors and all that kind of stuff so um as, as part of d23 we got exclusive shopping on friday we got to go through all the stores with low crowds high inventory that kind of stuff peter's showing off one of his shirts i got the same shirt um they are they are pretty awesome we also Very got healthy. some d23 um merchandise i got a spirit jersey he got his wife one of the lounge fly backpacks um we oh, got we got all kinds of stuff um pricing was relatively good lots of lots of deals for d23 while we were there so a lot of a lot of fun there um then then came the first day of d23 which was saturday 
Um, and and Peter was snapped by Thanos here. Oh no! I I'm grabbing that. I was looking for it. Oh, here uh, it is. Ah, uh, the D23 exclusive backpack with the sketches. Yeah, the lounge fly. Sorry. So, so yeah, lots of lots of cool stuff there. Um, went back to Hollywood Studios, caught Fantasmic, did Ogas. Oh, Shannon brought up her lug bag that I got her. So lug has exclusive dots print that was awesome. So no, the big news in that marketplace store is that lug has a small crossbody, just this little, you know, just slightly larger than an iPhone size bag um, coming out. Yeah, Matt has a picture of it. I can see him going for the, the thing. They have these character bags that are going to come out starting in 2024, and they are going to be, a couple of them will be available on Shop Disney, but most of them are going to be park exclusive because they had um, they had a bunch of them for the different nations in Epcot and other characters, and they look so awesome. There is an orange bird one coming to Flower and Garden. There's a figment one coming to Festival of the Arts. It is they are going to be a huge, huge item for uh, Disney fans next year. Yeah. So. You've got the, and okay, I can see myself down there. Chip, coming to the Canada Pavilion. Oh, that's not what I was talking about. <laughs> Figment. He's going to be journeying to Epcot 2024. There's a Mickey Germany bag. Oh, they, that is them. Okay. There yeah. are postcards of them. Yeah, these all the postcards have them. Yeah. Mini in Italy. The Orange Bird. Uh, Ula Mel is going to be at Alani. And then Pooh at the UK Pavilion in Epcot. Yeah, so I talked to a lug representative and I was informed that orange bird and figment will be the only two that make it to the disney like to the online store oh okay so everything else all of those ones that matt was showing you with the different countries are going to be exclusive to those places so yeah so yeah. at um... least that's the plan right now that's what i was told by a lug representative we have no <laughs> idea what will actually be true in january so yeah, so then uh, first day of D23, we had the parks panel. Um, I was pretty underwhelmed by the parks panel for the most part. Um, what was what was your biggest letdown and your, your biggest excitement part of the parks panel? I, I can go ahead and go first uh, on oh. this. Uh, my biggest letdown that, that was that there was no new construction update. There was nothing that was like, hey, we're doing this and we're going to break ground on it at this time and we're looking at it to be open, you know, whenever. Even if it's like two years down the road. There was nothing that was like, hey, this is coming. Let's go. 
it was all like updates and hey we did this and we opened guardians last year and tron and look what's coming to hong kong and in shanghai and to paris but it was nothing like here we go <coughs> um, yeah yeah there were really just like well keep going keep going and then I think I think the biggest thing, like the biggest thing I got excited about, you better not take park, nine. The biggest thing that I got excited about out of the parks panel was that Zootopia is not going into Animal Kingdom, at least as a land. They are pitching Zootopia as a a show to replace the It's a Bug's Life. Uh, the Bugs Life show under the Tree of Life, but it's not going to be a full land that replaces Dino Land, like it had been rumored for a while. Okay, um, I'm going. What are yours? Uh, so my biggest letdown is kind of on the same line as you. Last year we got blue skyed the Magic Kingdom addition back behind big thunder mountain yeah and so having an entire year if you were motivated goal oriented and worried about universal's brand new park what uh, unlimited or whatever universal unlimited or whatever epic what universe epic universe i was like i know it's on something <laughs> anyway, uh, boy to not explain in a year at least hash out concept art because basically all we got from one of the head imagineers and damaro on stage together was man the early concept drawings have me psyched out yeah and it's gonna right now it looks like it's gonna be bigger than pandora yeah but that Okay. I don't know. I just, that was a big letdown. I mean, I get it. Bigger than Pandora. They can completely wrap that lake back there and they could reroute Haunted Mansion a little bit or come out by Rapunzel's Tower by those bathrooms by rerouting some stuff and they could get a path that goes back behind Haunted Mansion and goes back past Big Thunder Mountain and they could create a huge, huge land. Um, so there's definitely the space back there, 100%, but to not even have an idea of what it's going to be, that was a big letdown. Now, part of that is related to my excitement because in the blue sky of Magic Kingdom last year, the concept art that was shared was teasing like a... Uh, uh, the <clears throat> excuse me, um, Casa Madrigal, and from Encanto, and that's clearly mixed with what was maybe the biggest, most developed thing that was shared to us. Now, as Matt said, I'll be excited when it fully gets closed and the shovels go in the ground, um, but I think they do need to finish Epcot before they put a shovel in the ground over in Animal Kingdom. So as Matt said, we 
had strongly thought that a Zootopia land similar to the one overseas would be going into Animal Kingdom. And we were told that Tough to be a Bug is going to be reimagined into a, a Zootopia-themed attraction, which is great. And then they went into what Dino Land will be converted into, again, hopefully... And that is another region of the world to celebrate animal diversity, um, which is so amazing. You have Asia, you have Africa, and hopefully soon in the next three to five years, you will have tropical Americas, as they called it. So it is that equatorial area and northern rainforest of South America where you have the most abundant biodiversity on the planet in that region of the world. And that would just be remarkable because it allows you to do so much. I mean, you're already, I can't wait to see all of the foliage and all of the decor that they use, all of the bright colors that they're gonna be able to use, all the very unique architecture on top of that, they teased that Casa Madrigal is in there. They also teased that the Dino Ride would be rethemed into an Indiana Jones, again, Tropical America adventure, which makes sense. Like many Indiana Jones things are around the Mayans and the Incas. And so, yeah. very, very easy to theme that ride. The ride vehicles are literally the same vehicles that they use on the Indiana Jones attraction over in, in Disneyland. Um, on top of that, Matt and I were speculating, you know, the meet and greets that could go in there, uh, what restaurant would get converted into in terms of, you know, Latin type food, Brazilian type food. This alleviates the pressure of not having Brazilian world showcase because they could really, really showcase Brazilian cuisine in the quick service mm-hmm. and sit-down restaurants. And just like the other two regions, put in a nature trail. Let us see jaguars and macaws and all of these other things from that region of the world. I mean, they, they have a lot of opportunity on their hands by turning it into another bioregion of yeah. the world and you have the um, opportunity to put in another sit like another high-end sit-down restaurant to go with yak and yeti and tiffins there you have the and they ability- need it they need it i mean yeah. we need more reservations in animal kingdom you know you have the ability to put in you know if even if you do the ride conversion to indiana jones one to two more rides in that area you know it has the, the possibility of making Animal Kingdom a three-quarter day park now and not just a half-day and get-the-hell-out park. Um, yeah, especially if they do something smart with, like, like Casa Madrigal, don't make it a walkthrough. Make it a ride, yeah. right? Um, maybe <clears throat> maybe find some space and give us some type of a roller coaster or, or something in there, you know. Um, and then, like you said, definitely ability to put in a, a, a small attraction or two, you know, give us another, for example, alien swirling saucers, right? I don't know. Theme that out to some type of a, some type of a, a, a Latin America theme and, and give us something like that. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. But I mean, what, 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 what are we Diego looking at? IP wise. 
What? I said, what are we looking at IP-wise? You could go Coco with it. You could go Encanto with it. Indiana Jones. And you could just do like a Diego's animal adventure and just make it like climb aboard some type of like different unique animal vehicles. And yeah. Do something. Yeah. I mean, it, what, what was it? We just, a couple weeks ago, I showed the technology. It's a, it's an above ride track that gives the car 20 degrees of tilt access in any direction and a full 360 degree throw. There you go. And you make it a bird attraction. You've already got, you know, the bird show. You can tie it into the, the park. And now you've got a, a very unique ride system again that gives people somewhere to go in Animal Kingdom. That's where that's where Primeval Whirl and Triceratops Spin and that kind of stuff never did it. Was well, neither did Dinosaur. Yeah. But Dinosaur... Hey, dinosaur was okay... But it still commanded a line, which it's just because there was nothing else there. And that's and that's the point. Like you need three or four more attractions that are going to pull us in, because there's just not enough attractions there. Is the yeah. bottom line, which is why the Kilimanjaro Safari becomes a ridiculous line. Expedition Everest becomes a ridiculous. Like give us one more. It could even be a family style coaster in the same. Like, make the Casa Madrigal one a family-style coaster and let us go into the – let us go into Casita as part of the ride in the same vein as Seven Doors Mine Train mid-ride. And just I – don't, I don't know. Um, it'll be a big miss, though, if they just make, like, the Casa Madrigal an interactive walkthrough. Like, have it be some type of a themed ride. It could even be just a people-moving ride – where you just sit down and go through everybody's rooms. Yeah. Like, how visually stunning would that be? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. All right, let's move on. I know you're kind of pressed for time. So, rest of the day, Saturday, really wasn't a whole hell of a lot. Just a lot of panels talking about history of the parks, history of the the, the cruise lines, history of Epcot, that kind of stuff. Move, move on to Sunday. Sunday morning was probably the highlight of the whole weekend yes once upon a studio is a new short that's coming and it was absolutely unbelievable um, yeah i think i think they're gonna release it on the actual anniversary so i believe that's what october 16th um i think it's it's gonna be a short that comes to disney plus on the 100th anniversary and the lead animation person came out and introduced the two directors and then the two directors came out and they said, please enjoy. Um, there were like 40 cast members sweeping every aisle to ensure that all recording devices were down. Um, but oh my goodness, without too many spoilers, I mean, it is, it is just, it's awesome. It's funny. It's emotional. It, pays tribute to everything that this company has done over its hundred years. There wasn't a dry eye in the house. <laughs> Everybody, the directors came back out as this thing ended. The whole crowd stood. Every time the clapping would start to die down, a couple people would yell a little bit more and the clapping would, I mean, we clapped for a solid five minutes. Yeah. And just 
a single tear was just slowly rolling down my face as I'm just like sitting here clapping for these gentlemen that that made arguably the most beautiful thing in cinematic history. What a massive undertaking to make it happen. Well, and, and they said that everybody that they could bring back, they brought back. 40 right. of the original voices, as many um, animators as they could, they brought back. They they had Richard Sherman play the piano in Walt's uh, office at Disneyland on Friday afternoon like he did for so many years while Walt was alive as part of the music in the, the thing. I mean, it just... Okay, stop it. <laughs> I was... It was... That was the highlight of of the whole conference that was the highlight yeah yeah and it's sad that short it's sad to say when 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 we go to something like this you you think that the park news is going to be the highlight and that was far and away no questions asked the highlight of the whole weekend yeah i feel bad for anybody that wasn't in that audience sunday morning because you missed that we got free ahsoka ears yeah like and you had to be sitting there right then and there um, but oh my gosh, that, I, I, I don't even know. I cannot wait to sit down with my family and push play on, again, I think October 16th, based on what they were kind of alluding to, but obviously it's going to be released here in the next month or two as the official hundredth anniversary. I got to believe it's going to get launched on that day. And there's a behind the scenes that goes with it that they yeah. taped while they did it. Um, yeah, it's wow. <laughs> it, it was it was absolutely wonderful, and, and I'm I'm just like you. I can't wait to sit down with the family because even though I know kind of some of the things that are going to be coming, it's not going to change the ending. It's not going to change my eyes welling up. I mean, it... oh yeah. I mean, just the scene <laughs> before they go outside. Just again to not spoil yeah. much of anything. I mean that. So emotional. Yeah. Yeah. So, um... And then once they get outside, what are we doing? (laughs) Um, so, D23 next year, D23 Expo in Anaheim is going to be in early August. Uh, August 8th through 11th out in Anaheim, California. One thing that kind of gives a hint that they're going to make some big announcements next year is they're moving the large panels to the Honda Center where the Anaheim Ducks play. So they're taking it from a venue that can seat roughly 5,000 people to a venue that can seat 17,000 people. Um, so to me, that means they've got some news that they're going to share next year. Kind of sucks because we know that now, but going to be exciting to see what comes next year. Um, but yeah, it it was still a cool experience. Um, would you agree with that? Yeah. No, I'm definitely glad I did it. Um, Saturday at noon left a bit to be desired. But outside of that, everything else was was pretty good. Yeah, so... um, The the story there is we got held hostage. Yeah, yeah. And we'll we'll dive into that a little bit later. I know you got to get going. Um, So I'm going to give you... I'm going to give you a week, but we're going to do two top threes next week, okay? Okay. We're going to do our top three things from D23 from the whole this weekend. Of... No, we didn't. 
No, because we're already. You and I are both going to be. Okay, I'm going first. (laughs) (laughs) Top three things from D23 next year. (laughs) And then uh, we are going to do the things that left a bitter taste in our mouth from D23. Top three of those next week as well. Okay, those are good ones. Yeah. So, two top threes next week since we don't have one this week. And. Not so scary. Yeah. We've got we've got to do something on not so scary as well, so yeah, we went to not so scary to close out the weekend. That was uh, a lot of fun. Um, not much has changed. No, not it's much. it's it's very much the same not so scary that it was pre-pandemic. Um, oh, it's the same as last year, except they took away the the live pirates uh, pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, but the pirate band was cool. I did yeah, enjoy and that. They were there last year. I remember seeing them a little bit last year. <clears throat> so, so yeah, yeah, we did not so scary as well. Um, Shannon and I finished out our day at Topolino, our 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 trip at Topolino's yesterday. You guys went to Epcot and enjoyed some more of food and wine yesterday. So mm-hmm. yeah, um, all in all, really great trip. Had a lot of fun. Um, laughed our asses off (laughs) (laughs) yeah you got a whole you and shan got a well shan got a few more firsts than you but you and shan had a bunch of firsts that you kind of uh i don't know dropped the reins and just kind of said hey go on dining day and and then uh i just booked a bunch of uh ones that i knew from mine and jesse's couple trips and and things that we've done, and Shannon seemed to enjoy them. Um, let's see, you all, Shannon had never been to Oga's. You both had never been to Trader Sam's. Sh- Shannon um, had been to Oga's. Oh, she had. Oh, yeah, yeah sorry. I meant to say um, Skipper Canteen. Yeah. Chef Art Smith's. Um, what else did we? There were others, weren't there? Or did we mostly go with our favorites for the rest of them? Well, we did Citrico's, which we'd only had done once. You guys did it with the, the dine around the... Uh, yeah. Yep. But anyway, yeah, good stuff. Good times. Yeah, really good times. Well, um, I'll let you get out of here since I'm holding you 15 minutes past where you wanted to be anyway. <laughs> and... Yeah, that's okay. I, I have a client that I need to call that is going down there next week, and we need to do all the final planning. That's why there you go. Get there you go. Do you feel like... Um, Saturday at noon right now. I'm just holding you hostage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Give me my lithograph and let me go. <laughs> All right, man. Well, <laughs> have a good week. I'll talk to you. Uh, I'll talk to you later and everybody else. We'll see you next Tuesday. Have a good week, everybody. Bye now. Princesses and the Mouse joined us. We talked about our trip to Walt Disney World and Destination D23. Um, We're going to continue this conversation next week.
looking for us on social media, you can find us in a whole lot of places. Over on Facebook at DPI Podcast. On Twitter at Disney Insights. YouTube, the Disney Planning Insights Podcast. Instagram, Princesses in the Mouse. Go find them. Hit that like, subscribe, follow, share. All those fun buttons. It helps us out. for joining us tonight or anytime that you come and watch us on the show have a wonderful week and we will see you next tuesday bye